What's up everybody? Welcome back. My name is Josh and today we're talking about some alternatives to the traditional emergency fund. So to kick things off, I'm going to have to provide the disclaimer that I'm not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. This is just stuff that I do for YouTube and entertainment and what I'm doing with my money and how I choose to do it. I'm not telling you what to do with yours. I'm just providing some examples of what I'm doing with mine. So with that out of the way, we're actually gonna provide the definition of what an emergency fund is. So the definition of an emergency fund per Investopedia here is the money stashed away that people can use in times of financial distress. The purpose of an emergency fund is to improve financial security by creating a safety net that can be used to meet unanticipated expenses such as illness, major home repairs, etc. And I actually have a separate fund just for the major home repairs, but that's because of the real estate investing. But anyways, there's your definition. So the emergency fund is essentially liquid cash that you can get access to quickly and can use it in times of distress, stuff that maybe your paycheck isn't covering and your income, your additional income streams aren't covering, whatever it may be. It's, it's meant to help you out when you need it, but not meant to be used for things like a new car or video games or trips or anything like that. It's not really necessarily for fun. So why are we talking about this in this video? Well, because a lot of those funds, because it, it's need to actually remain liquid, that you can pull the cash and get access to it quickly, and that it doesn't actually necessarily lose value, a lot of people will keep cash on hand, which we're not even tie into inflation of actually destroying that value and not making you any money. So actually losing money by putting it in a safe somewhere. But that's a completely different example the cash is there and they can use it pretty quickly. The The other way of, of normally saving it up is in a traditional bank account or a high yield savings account, which both of those accounts don't really give you a bunch of interest and in return there. So the reason we're making this video is that those are the traditional ways of doing it. And we're gonna explore a couple that, that I'm currently doing that will hopefully receive a higher return than what you would get in the bank account and the money is still liquid, it's still accessible. So the very first one that we're talking about is a high yield savings account. I currently use Ally and it's where I keep a lot of my real estate cash on hold for any kind of larger capital expenditures and then where I used to keep my budgeted. So I have to pause right here because the, the word budgeting or budgeted has come up a couple times already. And I haven't really defined it and I, I want to because it has to do a lot with the reason you have an emergency fund in the first place. So we shared the definition of the emergency fund, somebody being in distress, financial issues. Well, one of those big reasons is, is if you lose your job, you don't have normal income coming through. We kind of touched on different income streams. And so the whole point of the emergency fund outside of an emergency like car repair is that you can live off of that fund, that cash for three to six months, which a lot of people say that is the, the normal amount that you'd want if you're looking for a new job or anything like that. And so three to six months of your normal budget will get you through to your next job or your next income stream, right? And the only way to figure out how you're going to make it three to six months is budgeting, right? Exactly. So I actually mentioned this in the video that I'll go ahead and post a card to here, but it does talk about budgeting. And really what I mean by budgeting is tracking your budget. What do you spend in a month to figure out how much you actually need saved up or how much you need from an income stream to actually replace that 
that income stream, pay for expenses, and you can survive essentially without a job. So, all right, that's it. That's what I meant by budgeting is basically tracking that budget and figuring out how much you spend. So let's get back to the rest of the video. Emergency fund, the rainy days, the things that I'm personally using. But as you'll hear in this video, I've transferred a lot of that cash out into the other two options that I'm about to talk about. So pros and cons, I'm gonna start with the pro side. I use Ally Bank, again, the liquidity of having that cash in a traditional savings account, the interest rate is just higher, is a massive pro. It's as simple as just transferring money out to, let's say your checking account if you need to write a check, or using a debit card that a lot of these high yield savings account banks actually have. The other big pro is that the money itself is actually insured up to, I think it's $250,000 by the FDIC. Ally being one of those banks that's FDIC insured. And I actually had to look that up because I actually didn't know what the acronym stood for, but it's Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. You feel pretty safe that your money is actually okay and safe in there and you're earning a little bit of a return. The other pro, which also kind of ties to one of the cons for the other alternatives, is that a, a, the interest rate on your your APY and a percent, annual percentage yield on that money is normally higher than if you were to just use, let's say, like Bank of America's savings account, and quite a bit higher, where Bank of America, and I don't know exactly what it is, but it could be 0.02%, which is unbelievably low, or the Ally Bank high yield savings account interest rate APY sitting at about 0.5%. So let's go ahead and do an example here. $10,000, let's say you have that saved up in an emergency fund. And instead of sitting in the safe, you put in a high yield savings account at Ally. At 0.005, so that's 0.5%, you're making $50 on the year. So divided by 12, $4.16 a month on the $10,000. That's pretty wild. And if we were to break that down a little further, you know that that $4.16 kind of compounds because you have the other $4.16, so you have the 0.5% again, and it, it'll kind of really escalate. So it's a little more than $50, but not much. So that's one of the, the cons to all of this is that you actually have a much, much lower return. It's kind of like a little bit better than the, the standard bank. The other con that, that I can attest to here is the actual transaction fees. And it's different from bank to bank, but because it's a high yield savings account, they actually charge you a transaction fee to pull money out of your account. Now, if you have this cash in there for real estate, you can see where that's a problem because let's say you have a couple of CapEx expenditures and you have multiple properties in the month, you will quickly get over that. And then I think for Ally, it's about a $10 fee right now. Now with COVID, they have actually waived that fee, so they'll actually charge it and then they refund it back to you. Really the fee I think is more important for if you're regularly pulling this cash out and you just need a liquid source somewhere, that it kind of does start to burn. But if this is for your emergency fund, emergency fund, I think the Ally Bank account is a great place and which is why I use it for my emergency fund or did use it for my emergency fund and use it for a lot of my real estate investing too. Now, number two for the alternative is something that I have begun experimenting with and that's the actual stock market. So for anybody that already knows and seen my other videos is that I, I already have my IRAs and my 401k so I'm already invested in the stock market and just opened up a new taxable account, I would say last November, 
jumping back into the market. Again, a really good video if you guys want to watch that one. And the reason I'm doing that is because the returns on the stock market are much, much greater than you would get just leaving it in the low interest savings accounts or the high yield savings accounts at Ally give you ideas on the return. The S&P 500 ranges from 8% up to 11% over the last however many years. I think it's 1926 or something along those lines. And then they indexed 500 stocks in 1957, I think it was. Yes, 1957. The average return for the stock market itself is about 10%. So you can already see a pretty big return. So let's say that you take that $10,000 again, and we're gonna take the low end of this too, the 0.8% annual. That's $800 versus $50. That's wild, so divided by 12, and of course we're gonna be compounding here too. So $66 a month in return versus that $4.16. Obviously that's a much better return. And that's one of the very first pros to all of this in terms of putting that money into the stock market is that the returns are much higher than you would have in Ally or any bank account, realistically. I say Ally because I use Ally. Now, the other piece to that, and is really important for having an emergency fund, is actually making sure the stock and cash is liquid. They are. You can literally go onto your account, your brokerage, and sell the actual stocks that you have, the ETFs, the mutual funds, whatever it is, and actually get that cash back out. Now that return pro is also tied to one of the cons, and it's the fact that the money can actually go down. Because the stock market fluctuates regularly, it's actually cyclical, there's bear and bull markets, you can actually lose value in a lot of the stocks that you have. So if you put money in, doesn't really matter what the return is, normally averaged out, annual, annualized, you can actually lose money when you actually need to pull out the money. It's not gonna just stay the same and only go up like the high yield savings account. It can either be great losses or just a little bit of loss, but either way you're losing money there. And I have taken that into consideration there. Now the other con here is the fact of short-term capital gain. Now the, the kicker there is that for interest income is actually taxed as your normal income. So depending on what tax bracket you're in, short-term capital gains and how much money you pull out might might actually be less than your earned income. So it kind of depends on where you fall there, but either way, that is a risk there because you're pulling money out. So the very last one that we're talking about here is one that's wildly volatile. It's talked about all the time and something that I just got into recently, and that is cryptocurrency. I don't think it really needs much of an introduction, but if you really start understanding some of the coins that you put your money into and that there's actually utility behind it, then you have a good chance to see some kind of returns. And that's why I put a very small sliver of, of my emergency fund into cryptocurrency. While there's massive volatility, the returns overall annualized have been wild. I have to add an extra piece in here and really emphasize wild returns here. And that's because we just talked about the stock market and we just talked about the high yield savings account, cryptocurrency, and its returns truly are wild. You don't find them anywhere else. And so I'm going to talk through the three different types of holdings that I have, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and XRP, and what in the last year the return actually was. So for Bitcoin, an annualized return was 336%. Ethereum was 1,300%, and XRP was 412%. This was recorded on May 26, 2021, and I got that data from Coinbase, which is one of the exchanges that I use. Now, th those are really honestly some wild returns. Also technically ties to one of the 
cons because just because we have these wild returns means that there's normally some kind of wild fluctuations in volatility, which we'll touch on in a sec. The other big pro, which is the whole idea of cryptocurrency is that it's liquid and it's fast. So you can actually pull out that money whenever you need it. And most likely we'll be exploring some kind of short-term or long-term capital gains tax, but either way you'll be able to get access to that money. So the risks with this asset class, and I think one that I'm definitely paying attention to is the fact that it's massively volatile. I've already said that multiple times. I've used volatile multiple times. A example there, I think Bitcoin has gone from $60,000 down to $37,000, $38,000, cut in half. It's unbelievably volatile right now. And the problem there is that if you have your emergency fund there and you need to pull out the cash, you could have put $10,000 in and then within, let's say a week, 10 days, if you need that cash, it could be literally half that. So that is, Pretty frightening, especially if you're trying to use this, but it's something I'm trying with my money, again, because of the return, and I do have other sources of cash that I could use. So that's all I got for you guys today. Pretty simple, three alternatives that I'm using for a traditional savings account are just throwing cash into a safe somewhere for an emergency fund. If you got any questions, comments, go ahead and leave them in the comment section below. I'll also link some of those videos that I mentioned, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. See ya.